having a chat here and you're sharing your story and it's going to go public. So what what sort of what motivates you to share your story publicly? Because obviously not everybody well, would do that. Well, if it's going to help other people, fine. For our latest Dementia Together podcast, I travelled to Wigan to meet Kath Sutherland, who lives in a care village there. Contrary to the negative image or even stigma that can sometimes be attached to care settings, I was struck by the upbeat atmosphere throughout the village in which Kath seemed comfortable and at ease. There's a choir of school children. Nice and sunny, grass outside. There's about 15, 20 school children outside on the sunny grass. A choir singing songs to the residents. She had moved here as she was worried about becoming isolated at home. And as she sat in her apartment, wearing dark trousers, a light top and glasses, relaxed and smiling at the sight of the singing school children, it was easy to see that she'd made the right decision. But how did she reach this point in her life? My name's Gareth Bracken, and this is the story of a woman with dementia who has stepped into new surroundings. Are you happy for us to use your full name in this article? Yeah. Yeah, and it's Sutherland, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, thank you. Just go back to your early days firstly. Is it right that you're from Liverpool? Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Kath grew up as one of four siblings in Liverpool, and after leaving school, she went into bookkeeping before taking on an accountancy role in the same office. After starting a family with her husband Keith, who worked in printing, she switched to various jobs, including shop work and cleaning. Not long after getting married in 1970, Kath and Keith moved to Australia, taking advantage of a special discounted airfare designed to attract new workers to the country. I always enjoyed going on holidays and that, and then this opportunity. It was only a £10 scheme in those days to go out to Australia, but you had to stay for the two years. Oh, I loved to sat there. What was it about it that you liked? Oh, just all the lovely weather and the beaches, and it was just brilliant. <laughs> I crossed over the Nullarbor by train. You know, the, the Nullarbor, the desert. Oh, OK. The car was on the back of the train, but you could only have so much petrol in your car. So you could only go so far on the train not to drive the rest of the way, but there's a petrol strike on. <laughs> and on the train, because you were only allowed so much petrol, we were getting lower and lower. But lucky enough, we come across a garage, and they were English owners that had the garage, so they helped us out. I would have rather stayed there, but because my husband was homesick, he was desperate to get back, and then I thought, well, it would be lovely to see the family again. So I agreed to come back. <laughs> Fast forward to nearly 50 years later, and Kath was experiencing memory problems, which led to a diagnosis of dementia in December 2021. In terms of the dementia, what were the earliest signs that you noticed that something might be not quite right with your health? I'd say mostly getting phone calls. Could never remember, you know, put the phone down and say, what did they say then? <laughs> that sort of thing. But I wasn't well for quite a while with water infection afterwards. I don't know why that come about, but it did. And then my husband was diagnosed with dementia. And I think after that, it just sort of went down. But dementia was in my mum's family. My mum had us, her sisters had us, her brothers got it. My own sister's got it now. 
It's striking just how many people in Cass' family have lived with dementia. So how does she react to her own diagnosis? I just said, oh, I'm not surprised. It's well within my mum's family. And the fact that it wasn't a surprise, did that make it less worrying, less shocking? Or? Yeah, I accepted it more, yeah. And do you still notice memory problems in yourself now, these days? Oh, yes, I've always got paper pen next to me for phone calls and I forget where to put things at times. <laughs> do you get frustrated or do you more just laugh it off? And to laugh it off, it's part of life to me. <laughs> Just got to accept whatever happens, haven't you? So, to recap, Kath Sutherland, who now lives in a care village, grew up in Liverpool, marrying husband Keith in 1970. The couple spent a memorable two years in Australia as part of a special £10 scheme to attract foreign workers. Kath was diagnosed with dementia in December 2021, after experiencing memory problems, such as forgetting the content of phone calls. It was actually Keith who first lived at the care village Belong Wigan, while Kath stayed with her daughter for around six months before also making the move, not long before her dementia diagnosis. Keith no longer lives at Belong, but Kath is visited by her son, daughter and grandchildren every weekend. What made you want to come to Belong? Well, I don't know who the girl was, but somebody had recommended it mm. to my son for my husband. Mm. And what did you think about the idea of moving out of your own home to come into a place like this? How did, how did you sort of react to that suggestion? I, I just accepted it. I didn't want to be in the house by myself anyhow. It's too isolated. And you were saying earlier that you basically think it's great here. Oh, yeah, I love it. <laughs> so, so, go on, t tell me why it's so great here. Oh, it's just the atmosphere, all the activities that go on and everything. Mm. As soon as I arrived, I walked into the bistro there, and Celia, Celia said, come and see a cock. <laughs> and that was it. As a person who lives with dementia, do you any extra help from people? I have carers coming in to me that give me my medication each morning. But only two tablets. But apparently it's home. I was trying to take them twice. My son walked in, he said, what are you doing, Mum? I said, just take me medication. But at that time we were still getting carers coming in to see Keith. And he said, the carers that come in to me, Dad, this morning, give you yours then. So now the medication gets locked away. <laughs> the carers come in here to do it. And I know there's always help if I needed it. And as we sit in her room, again watching the school children sing into residence in the nearby courtyard, Kath compares her situation to that of someone else she knows with dementia and reflects on her own decision to make the move that she did. She was adamant she will not go into a care home. She'd say, no, they just sit around all day. They'll have television on, maybe get a cup of tea passed to them. Mm. So that was their vision of a care home. Mm. So I think the likes of this would help anybody. Mm. So do you think that being here actually oh, is good for your me. mental health, physical yeah, health? Or definitely, that? definitely. Mm. And it's brought me out in myself a lot more because I was always 
shy. <laughs> <laughs> So all in all, how do you how do you feel about your life at Belong at the moment? Yeah, I'm loveless at the moment. <laughs> Next steps. £58 could provide a dementia voice session for people with dementia to influence our and others' work. To donate, visit alzheimers.org.uk forward slash give or call 0330-333-0804. For our... Genetics of Dementia 405 Fact Sheet, visit alzheimers.org.uk forward slash publications or call 0300 303 5933. For personalised information and advice, call our Dementia Connect support line on 0333 150 3456 or for Welsh speakers, call 03300 947 400. This was a podcast version of the article called Home Comfort in the August-September 2022 issue of Dementia Together, Outside Society's magazine. This podcast was written and recorded by Gareth Bracken and produced by Nicola Leddy. Don't forget to like, share and subscribe for more Outside Society podcasts. As well as print and email versions, we also offer an audio version of the full magazine. To receive the magazine or the CD, call 0330 333 0804.